Raising Teens by Colette Smart with Ray Kington. Do you ever feel weird? Oh, as if. This is Raising Teens. Ray Kington joined by Colette Smart, who's our expert uh, in all things psychology, all things uh, teens. And we'd love to hear from you via the Hope Media app. You've got a question for us, got an issue, got a bit of feedback for us. We'd love to hear from you. So that's how you can get in contact with this podcast. This is a, a, a difficult topic, Colette. Uh, when your teen comes across porn, um, that's that's a, a really challenging one for both boys and girls. And and it used to be something that maybe um, as parents we think, well, maybe boys are more likely to come across this, but not anymore. Yeah, not not at all. Thanks to the internet. Yes, and, and you know, I'm glad you said when your child comes across porn because because it's not if mm, it's, it's when. when your child does, and and parents are naive if they think it won't be their child. Um, you know, I've had times where I do seminars in schools for uh, young people, year year eights, um, on relationship intelligence and pornography, and pretty regularly I will have a parent say to that school, no, my, my child's not attending that, you know, it's too much information, they don't need mm. it. Actually, by year eight, it's too late. Yeah, We need to have addressed it already. It's just schools are, are trying to figure out when the right time is to talk about relationship intelligence and pornography and consent. And, you know, we need to first remember that sexual attraction is not inherently bad you know sex and sexual attraction isn't a bad thing it's part of normal healthy development our young people figuring out what's happening with their bodies and and feeling desires when their bodies hit puberty that's not that's not bad or evil the problem is that the sexualized wallpaper of our society is really feeding uh, these unhealthy beliefs and practices before many of our young people have even had their first kiss they're saying now that the biggest sex education for our young people is coming from pornography, yeah. not from schools, not from parents. And and our young people, you know, we're seeing young kids as young as nine exposed mm. to pornography, often at the time when people don't think they need to put blocks or software on kids' phones because, oh, you know, we're not at that stage yet. No, you absolutely are. Yeah. And it's not that at nine they're seeking it out. It starts off by them stumbling across something, accidentally clicking something, and curiosity leads them down the, the path of to viewing it more and more. And so it's, it's really forcing them into this early awareness of unhealthy, risky, violent, and dangerous sexual practices. And I often say to schools, you know, there's no point in us doing these um, days on um, consent and healthy relationships if you're not going to talk about pornography. Yes. If you don't talk about pornography, you're actually wasting your breath because that is where our young people are learning about what sex is and the way they're learning it is, oh, well, you know, pushing someone or a bit of violence or a lot of violence is actually part of sex. That's what mm. they're learning. Mm. Um, and so I think it's a public health crisis. I really think it is. But I also know that pornography worries our young people. And the problem is they don't have anyone to talk to. Uh, they just have each other. And so if we aren't brave enough to talk to them, they won't they won't talk to us. And what's fascinating, parents are fascinated by the research that says our young people regard their parents as their number one sexuality educator. Mm. Their parents. Yeah. Like, let that sink in a little bit. Yeah. We always think our kids don't want to hear about sex from us. They actually do because they know that adults have reliable 
are, are reliable sources of information mm. rather than their friends. So, you know, I, I posted to Instagram somebody somebody's quote from Twitter, um, somebody called Benny, said, pornography has poisoned the minds of an entire generation and not just the boys. When girls see their own degradation and objectification as an empowering concept and boast about it, you know we've reached an all-time low. Mm. And that's where our girls are, are not – not seeing that they should say no, um, they're they're also self-objectifying because they think that that is what's empowering or how they should behave. And so I think if parents haven't spoken about this, it's not one big talk. It's lots of small talks at every age and stage through your teen years. Even if it makes you uncomfortable to start off with, call out the elephant in the room, say, you know, I'm cringing here. I know you probably are, but we need to talk about this. Mm. Have software on your kids' phones and your home Wi-Fi. Have boundaries around technology in bedrooms. Explain to them that they're not dirty or weird if they have this response when they see something. But talk to them about the, the poisonous script of pornography, I call it. People Talk about people being treated as objects and how pornography, we know that there's so much evidence about how it leads to biological, psychological and social ill effects of of generations and then especially when parents say to me but what happens when I discover my my tween or my teen has seen pornography what do I do I say to them prepare to feel shocked and shattered and wanting to go and hide in the pantry it's normal you you discover your child's innocence is gone and that is shocking Mm. and it's because you love your child Mm. but then I use this um acrostic poem breathe so b is be ready and then just sit and breathe in the pantry if you have to until you're ready to talk (laughs) rocking back and forth (laughs) reassure your child that you don't reject them that they're not shameful that your job is there to support them and love them through this and you're going to now be talking about it a lot more often expect initial denials and promises oh I'll, i'll never do it again i promise i'll never look at it again i'll you know they can't promise that. We know they can't. And that is why we have uh, software on their phones, even if they say, I don't need it. No, they do. Mm. And then ha- having healthy activities, other healthy activities to occupy their time, the technology check. So if you've let that slide, go and check what's going on in your family around your technology boundaries. Have a plan. Help your child when someone shows you something. Not if, when someone shows you something, come and talk to me. I'm not going to take away your device because that's what they're terrified of. I I want you to talk to me about what you see, what people tell you. I'm not going to be angry with you. We will talk through this together. And then if you feel like it's become problematic that you're seeing addictive type tendencies, that is really when you need to enlist support. So uh, reach out for professional help. Uh, It's okay to feel confronted and when the statistics have arrived in your home but and even if you've messed up and you've yelled the first time let me just say apologize Mm. and try again we're in this for the long haul and and we are not going to give up the fight for our kids and um, their future matters and and the way they become adults matters and this is why to me this topic is so vital Colette, great to talk to you. Share your experiences with us as well via the Hope Media app. We'd love to hear from you.